0: This week on the Past the Everything podcast, the scoop features the return of a 90s nostalgia snack, a four hour wait at a big fast food grand opening, a crappy call to the cops at a celebrity restaurant and America's best pizza. Plus we talk food on TV and which famous food personalities got beef with one of the richest men in the world.
1: Episode three, let's eat.
0: Our table in New Orleans, welcome to the Past the Everything Podcast.
1: Your new favorite podcast, Everything Food.
0: Well, it starts about food and then it kind of meanders, but I think that's what you get when you have two uh, podcast hosts with ADHD.
1: Yeah, well, you know, uh, two podcast hosts with ADHD and talking about everything food related. So pop culture, food, some more food. (laughs)
0: Let's start off with our intros. I get to introduce my podcast partner, For the sake of the podcast, we'll call him PTE. He's the one who started the past the everything Instagram that started this whole thing.
1: Yeah, that is me, and uh, she is my co-host. If you have listened to radio in New Orleans, you'll know her as Ashley O. Uh, She left her radio career to uh, work with me on this podcast, so uh, this is Ashley.
0: Yeah, we can't wait for that decision to pay (laughs) off. (laughs) But it's a brand new podcast. So I was going to say knock
1: on wood and I started looking around. I'm like, I don't see any wood to knock on.
0: Yeah, but we are brand new. This is literally episode three. Episode so 3 I'm glad that we have a home with uh, our friends at the Eat, Drink and Dine Network. And that they let us have a podcast that gets a little bit explicit, even though we're just talking about food.
1: And by a little bit, you mean they have um, literally labeled us as explicit. And, and uh, the little e. Yeah, the little, the little E next to them. I'm like, oh, that's nice. We have, the, we have an explicitly labeled food podcast. And to their credit, they've been gracious because they have not censored us at all. So uh, kudos to them.
0: Yeah, this is actually how we talk. And then we just happen to do it in front of microphones. So anything that you think you have an idea about us from what you've heard so far. It's probably right. Appreciate yeah. all the responses. Hit the nail so on far, the head. Uh, Judge
1: away. Judge away. On
0: social media at PTE pod. Yep. Your takeaways are welcome and appreciated and pretty much always right.
1: Yep. Always. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't want to gloss this over. Uh, Cinco de Mayo is here. Happy Cinco de Mayo, Ashley.
0: I don't feel like this is really a holiday for me. (laughs) I have no cultural connection to it. There's no zero
1: cultural connections. I'm part Puerto Rican. That's as close as I get. And that's not close. That's not close.
0: Yeah. And we ate ramen tonight. So I feel like we're celebrating wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're definitely celebrating in the wrong way. Um, Shout out to Napoleon for messing with the wrong people. And over a century later, here we are celebrating the Mexicans taking them down in a battle. So okay. I mean, that's really what it's about. If there's one quick history thing, lesson,
0: yeah, I was gonna say if there's one thing I did not expect in yeah. this episode of the podcast, <laughs> it was a history lesson from you.
1: I, I like to keep you on your on your toes there a little bit. That's basically the summary that I know of it. So it's not a lot. We've been celebrating. I mean, I've been celebrating Cinco de Mayo for as long as I can remember, and it's usually a day where I go out and I eat some sort of. Mexican food somewhere. And then I just get completely fucking obliterated. I'm like, yeah,
0: Sico to woo! Yeah, I was going to say, there's at least one meme that is about... A white girl named Ashley getting Cinco de Mayo, mm. white girl
1: wasted. Oh, you mean Smashly. Does Smashly yeah. come out to play?
0: Yeah. Smashly, <laughs> Trashly, whatever you want to call it. So oh, I've never I, heard Trashly like that. I try not to be that person uh-huh. on that day where you expect it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll good. save it for a random day. Good
1: for you. Every every Ashley that I knew does the complete opposite. They lean full in. Lean in. They go They go all the way in. Good. So good, good on you. If you're celebrating Cinco de Mayo, uh, be safe. Drink a lot call an Uber, wear a mask, whatever the hell.
0: I got some stuff to celebrate in the scoop tonight. Mm. Our uh, little focus on food in the news. Let's go. People are celebrating that Dunkaroos chocolate edition are back. Of course, they came back to stores last year, but only the vanilla ones. And so now we can fully relive our 90s snack nostalgia. The chocolate frosting version will be back in stores in July. Are you a former Dunkaroos kid? Oh my
1: God. Okay, so... This is such a mind fuck right now because I purposely don't look at the headlines that you bring to the scoop ahead of time, so I'm reacting in real time. Wow, <laughs> thanks.
0: <laughs> I appreciate you don't read the work that I, know. I do in advance. I tr- yeah.
1: <laughs> Is it laziness? Is it trust? I'm. I had no idea. So I didn't even know that the vanilla was out, which is the biggest. Uh, this is it's the biggest tease of all time because when I'm a, when I was a Dunkaroo kid, which I fully was. I, again, I've demonstrated this before. I'm team chocolate. So sure. when, when it came to Dunkaroos, it was strictly chocolate the entire time. So I didn't even know that vanilla was out.
0: It's because like, that is not a news story that is relevant no, to you. No, it's that not That does not whatsoever. light up anything not in not you. Not at all. I'm
1: like, oh, vanilla Dunkaroos are out? Cool. Let me know when chocolate's out. Guess what? Fast forward a year later and the chocolate's out. I remember being a kid and being so excited to like get my grubby little hands inside the Dunkaroos and like holding a little cracker that like I would dip it, but like from the my fingertip to my knuckle will just be covered in Full chocolate. Full chocolate, stick the whole thing in I would in be mouth. like a cracker and a half deep before all the chocolate was gone. Then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, like now I really I like Dunkaroos, a but I need more left. chocolate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I just, Dunkaroos are on the same level as Capri Suns, as Lunchables. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is some iconic shit we're talking about. Wait, here. wait,
0: you're leaving out... What um, am I forgetting? Bugles where you can make witch fingers by putting your fingers into oh, all the Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or is
0: that just a thing that I did after no, school? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a very specific childhood memory. Witch um, fingers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you like eat them off, no?
1: I'm the sour cream and onion witch. <laughs> um, no, I do remember I do remember doing that as a kid. Um, but More so, more so focused on like the Lunchables and the Dunkaroos and the Capri Suns. And then if you're talking about school, I remember on Fridays we would have pizza. And so I had the little square pizza and then we would get what's called moo milk. Did you ever get moo milk on Fridays? It was like little chocolate milk instead of regular milk. Was that a thing?
0: So I went to a school that served us milk in bags. So what? I don't know what moo milk is. What fucking thought, animals are you? I thought all of milk was <laughs> moo milk because it all came from a cow. And you know what? Every day you could choose the white milk bag or the chocolate milk bag.
1: Wait, so you got to choose chocolate or white every day though?
0: Unless they had already run out of chocolate.
1: Uh, how often would that happen?
0: I mean, not often enough to be problematic, but we were drinking milk out of a bag, and I tell my friends that, and they're like, that is so weird. And at the time, I didn't realize that anybody else had really anything else. Yeah, but yeah, But they yeah. teach you. Like, I remember the first day of kindergarten, they walked us into the cafeteria and taught us how to drink the milk, because you have to poke it with your thumb and on by top that of you the little straw so it doesn't stab it you in the face.
1: 40 times in the area you're supposed to no, the, the milk
0: actually stabs through easily, unlike a Capri Sun. Unlike a or, Capri
1: Sun, where you're stabbing yeah, yeah, yeah. the shit out of that, the straw beds like in half. Or like the carton,
0: where you try and open it and you don't get enough
1: yeah, those are the worst. So and maybe then, we were
0: better off having a bag milk. And what did you call yours? Moo milk?
1: Ours, ours was called Moo milk. And I can't tell which one is better because I like that you had the option of chocolate or white milk every day, but I have zero self-control. I would have went with chocolate every time. I mean, I did. I would have been the kid who like, if for some reason the kid in front of me ended up getting the last chocolate, I would have been like trying to find a way to package together my normal milk with whatever's on my tray that I already didn't want yeah. in order to get the chocolate milk. So- but yeah, for, you can
0: have my peaches and my white milk uh, if yeah. I can have your chocolate milk. Yeah,
1: that that would be worth it. Also, is there a direct correlation to kids getting bags of milk in elementary school and then uh, growing up and then, you know, being in college or adulthood or whatever the hell and start playing slap the bag? It's a very natural transition.
0: Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. I was wondering where you were going to go with that sentence. of Can you like, just think about a like a correlation between bag milk and then something about how I turned out? All right.
1: Think about bag milk. Fast forward college. No, but like, I just think it's a, um, I Early just, frenzy I'm, practice. I'm picturing like 12 year olds in the cafeteria playing slap the bag with chocolate milk. I feel like I also would have been, that could be fucking hilarious. Believe
0: it or not, that's actually not what went down in my cafeteria, <laughs> but you know, oh, I, I asked it. you earlier today uh-huh. to think of. A place or a food that you would wait four hours for?
1: Yeah, you did.
0: Did you come up with anything?
1: I hated this so much.
0: (laughs) Four hours is a long time to wait.
1: (laughs) It's a very long time. There was one time when I was in Austin and I was actually in line and the estimated wait was four hours and it was to eat. And that was Franklin's Barbecue. Did you stay? No, I got the fuck oh. out of the line. So I actually, I actually went- there's
0: a lot of other really good places to eat in no, Austin. No, uh,
1: yeah, Austin food-wise is incredible. I ended up actually going to Terry Black's and for some reason there was no wait there at all. Again, I still obviously haven't had Franklin's to this day, but the barbecue that I had at Terry Black's that day might be the best barbecue that I've ever had. So if Franklin's is a step up above that, which when you talk to anybody from Central Texas, it is, then goddamn- um, with that. Okay. So that's the one time I, that I was supposed to wait for four hours. There's one place that I would wait four hours to eat and it is Noma. Noma is in Copenhagen and I've never been to Denmark. And actually the first time that I, that I even came across knowing that Noma existed was watching a no reservations episode with Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. And he was visiting his, uh, chef who's also the creator of Noma. So they've been at the top of the best restaurants in the world list for a number of years. I, I think in the the past couple of years, they've come in like the top three or top five, but they're on like an urban sustainable farm. So everything that you eat is actually being grown on site. Mm-hmm. And I know that in the past, it actually used to be, and this might kind of surprise you because I'm a big carnivore, but uh, everything that they do, and again, it could be a little bit different here, but um, is is vegetarian. And so you're talking like, a 20 course all vegetarian meal with food grown on site at this restaurant. And it's some of the best food you'll ever have, apparently. So allegedly. Allegedly. So that's, that would be, that
0: would be your four hour wait. I'll that would be my it, four hour wait. I'll believe it when I see it. Cause I don't Fair. know that you actually have the patience for that.
1: It, I'll wait four hours to eat some moss with a nice, with a nice wine paired with but it. like elevated moss. <laughs> no elevated. Yeah. That's not even a joke. I mean, that's a, that's a real dish they offer. What, what is your place? So that
0: is not what's going on in this second story though. Okay. I'm not going to tell you my place yet, but oh, I'll tell on. you the story. Yeah. On Monday, uh, White Castle opened its doors in Orlando. It's the first location in Florida. It's also the biggest White Castle in the world, 4,500 square feet. And people waited in line for four hours to get some White Castle. Before that, I guess if people in Florida wanted to eat White Castle, they'd have to drive like the 10 hours or so to Nashville. So I guess- They're
1: saving time.
0: Yeah, they're saving time. Four hours for White Castle, worth it or no? I've Uh, never had White Castle in my life.
1: Okay, well, you've seen Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I mean, they made a, by the way, an epic comedy. It doesn't get talked about enough. Harold and Kumar is hilarious. Great Uh, Great
0: movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never eaten it. I definitely
1: don't think I would wait four hours for it. You know what wasn't four hours long? Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Right.
0: (laughs) So you can watch their epic journey is not even four hours. You can
1: watch that entire movie in line and still be like, oh, you still have an hour and a half left until you get your three sliders. You've never been to a White Castle though. I've never been to a White Castle. You've been to Crystal Burger though, right? I have. Okay, so same concept. Sliders, itty bitty little burgers, really good fries.
0: Slider to slider, would you say uh, Crystal or White Castle? Oh
1: man, you're gonna put me on the spot here.
0: I mean, I just did it. You're the only one out
1: of the two of us who has had both. I'm like looking around. There's no one else in the room. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, uh, This is going to sound like a cop out, but I really can't. I can't make a determination. I haven't had White Castle in forever, but I have had it and I have had Crystal and I like them both. I mean, I like, I like sliders. I like being able to crush six burgers at a time with some fries and a drink. I, I don't know. I can't make a decision. So I'm tapping out on this one. I would have to have White Castle in the very near future.
0: So I mentioned that the other closest one is yeah. in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go get White Castle, you can go there, mm. and while you're there, you can check out the star of my third story tonight. Okay. Saturday night, Nashville cops were called to <laughs> Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Steakhouse. That's the actual name. That's the of name of, of the business. place. You're not Let just- me say it again. Okay. Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse. Good God! I really, really, really. Can you say to that play. one more time
1: and try saying it really fast?
0: Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like they need to hire you to do a fucking commercial. That was incredible.
0: I don't know that I sound uh, that I have the right.
1: You don't feel like you're feeling their demographic. No, okay. I, think not. I see where I see where I see what you're trying to. It's a steakhouse,
0: but it's also a bar.
1: So that's my biggest. That's my biggest takeaway. First and foremost, is that it's a bar and a steakhouse. There needs to be at least one room dedicated in this, in the, in the bar where it's just ball with a ball and repeat. Yeah. I want one room where it's like his number one hit and people are just getting fucking wild. That, that would is be like the
0: mosh pit room. And then in this other side, you yes. got all the sad people listening yes. to the song he did with Sheryl Crow about the picture.
1: Which I don't hate that song. We talked about this. We <laughs> talked about this earlier. I don't think it's a bad song at all.
0: We spent a disproportionate amount of time talking about Kid Rock music before we got here. Yeah. Uh, those two songs. I really wanted to play some of a uh, Cowboy while we did this story, but um, can't do it. Kid can't Rock. Do Kid do it. Rock
1: might reach out and sue us. Kid
0: Rock copyright. But I okay. So I, I titled my summary of this story shitty guy arrested at Kid Rock's bar mm-hmm. because it is a steakhouse and it is a bar. Mm-hmm. And I think I went a little bit too literal with it because okay. the guy that they called the cops on had taken off his colostomy bag and was swinging it around like a cowboy, I guess. So of course the guy was arrested. He was in
1: a ball at a room. I'm telling you right now.
0: <laughs> I feel bad the most. For at least one cop who had to go and change his shit-stained uniform. Oh my god! Because of colostomy cowboy at Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Steakhouse, actual name.
1: A literal shit storm.
0: I don't even know what
1: to say to that. Can you imagine being at a bar and there's a guy with a colostomy bag and he's swinging around his head like he's per- trying to pretend like it's a lasso? I don't want to get caught up in that. Cops do not cops do not get paid enough to have a guy swinging around a colostomy bag flinging his doodle all over you. Look, I have a trip
0: scheduled to Nashville in like a month or so. And surprisingly, so you're very excited now. I didn't have this restaurant slash bar on my list of places to try while in Nashville with my friends. It
1: has to be a top priority. And I also wonder how the steakhouse works because all I am picturing is that they only serve tomahawks. Don't ask why. I just like, you'll only get one cut. There's got to be like some weird kid Kid rock rock tomahawk. There's got, yes, (laughs) there's got to be some weird. Oh my God. They're going to write
0: me thank you notes for helping them brand this stuff. We're helping them brand
1: the fucking market the shit out of this place. There's got, there's got to be a kid rock tomahawk steak. I'm trying to think there's got to be an eating challenge associated with this, but also is he the first guy to, to normalize or make cool? Always wearing sunglasses. If you think about it, he's rocking aviator 24 seven.
0: No, look at Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg wears sunglasses
1: all the time. Well, he's he's always high. high.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but isn't Kid Rock? I think they both That's, are. I think there's some overlap there. It's a okay. nice little Venn diagram of like right in the middle. is that. That's the weirdest heart.
1: fucking Venn diagram I've ever pictured in my head. Where, <laughs> where it's people like are wearing sunglasses. Dog and Kid Rock are intersecting. Um, What's in the middle?
0: Wait, doesn't Pitbull always wear sunglasses <laughs> no, too? No, do not. <laughs> <laughs> unrelated people always wearing Stevie wonder. How did it take me this long to get to you Stevie can't wonder? throw a blind
1: guy in there for wearing glasses? Are you kidding <laughs> me? Right now it's on a fashion trend. He's doing it because he's fucking
0: blind. Yeah. But he's bigger and more famous, more influential, more important than all the other people. Yes. I but mentioned. no one saw Stevie
1: wonder wearing glasses indoors somewhere and was like, Oh my God, what an icon. Look at him starring this trend. They thought, Oh it's because he's blind.
0: Yeah, but I'm sorry, I'm not giving credit to Kid Rock. I'm just, I'm not. You gotta I,
1: give him some credit because I mean, not
0: for being the sunglass guy. <laughs> that's like best known for wearing sunglasses all the time. No,
1: nope. Kid, Kid Rock's peak was when he was dating Pamela Anderson, and Pamela Anderson's low was when she was dating Kid Rock. <laughs>
0: um, I don't even know how to segue into the next one. Honestly, there's none. Just go. I right don't for have it. a smooth segue yep, into this yep. one. Uh, Food and Wine Magazine. Has just put out a list of the top pizza states in the country. Okay. As well as the best pizza spot in every state, all 50, regardless of whether they're on the top 10 or not. Interesting. Okay. And this list of the top 10 pizza states is really pissing some people off. But it seems like all of the pissed off people are in New York. Because New York did not get number one on the top states. So
1: who did New Jersey? New Jersey. I fucking knew it. I knew it. I haven't even seen the list. You can attest New to New York this. did not even get number two. I fucking knew it. New Chicago New York did.
0: got number three. Am I saying, am I right on that? Chicago is not a state.
1: Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I got really excited. I was so excited <laughs> to be right that I legitimately blacked out. I'm a fucking 10 year old. Um,
0: okay. Number one state you got right is New Jersey. New Jersey. Number two state. Illinois. No. Connecticut.
1: You know what? I have heard that Connecticut has some incredible pizza places. I have heard that.
0: Illinois is on Haven't the list been. somewhere in the top 10. I don't remember where, but New York is number three. And so they're all like really upset about it.
1: Yeah, but this might make a lot of people in New York mad. Get the fuck over it. New, <laughs> new. Because Here's my thing. New Jersey and Connecticut are border states and their style of pizza is so similar to and is drawn from New York that it's like, okay, you're technically not getting first, but you're in the first, second, and third. Like wh- why does it matter? Like if you go to New Jersey, New York or Connecticut, you're going to get a good slice of pizza. Yeah, It's okay. I
0: think it, it'll be fine.
1: It'll be okay. I'll,
0: and maybe yeah. I know we kind of touched on this in the first two episodes mm-hmm maybe Food and Wine Magazine did this intentionally to get people riled up and talking about how New York was robbed and like maybe oh, it's, man. you know, I got for some, the viral points.
1: I just started playing the X-Files theme song in my head. I was mm-hmm. like, this is some, this is a pizza conspiracy theory here now. Okay, I like not, where you're going. Not
0: that pizza conspiracy. No, I, no, no yeah. children
1: in a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> no. No, this is not a QAnon podcast. No, Shoot no. me in the face. <laughs> um, no, so... Yeah, I like where you're going with that. You know, how I'm on the same page as you. I firmly believe that uh, when you see a list like that and it, and it causes a stir within a particular community mm-hmm. or whatever, a lot of times as a result of that, the publication will get a lot more attention. But the thing is though, is that these lists are so hard to create. I can't even imagine the amount of time it would take for somebody from... Uh, food and Wine or wherever to put together a list of the best pizza places in the country. Wait, what What did they put for Louisiana? And was it in New Orleans? Yeah, it was in New Orleans. Is it Pizza
0: Delicious? It was Pizza Delicious. God damn it. I'm on fucking fire. I love mm. Pizza Delicious. Like if I had a bowl yes. of garlic knots right now, it. usually I'm happy to yeah, like-, yeah, yeah. like share with my friends and I'm sorry, you'd have to get your own order of garlic knots. Yeah,
1: no, Hey, I get it. I, I don't, I don't like to share my food. We've already gone over this. But yeah. Um, shout out
0: pizza delicious. That's, yeah.
1: Shout out pizza delicious in the Bywater. You are, you are incredible. One I've been the f-
0: eating there since they were a pop-up walk up and they were yeah. only open two days a week. Yeah. And you had to go over there and like get the pizza. You yeah. had to call ahead. And if they ran out, then you called too late.
1: Really quickly. I will say that I've been kind of, preaching on this for a little bit now. So New Orleans is known for a lot of things when it comes to food. Pizza is not one of them. I am very happy with the pizza scene that we have here in New Orleans. We have some damn good pizza. So I'm happy that Pizza Delicious got recognition, but there's there's a lot of pizza places that I really, really enjoy in New Orleans. Pizza Dominica,
0: mm-hmm.
1: fantastic. Fat Boys, G's. Midway, I can, there's, there's a handful. Um, Ancora. Oh my God. Ancora is highly underrated. I just want to point out
0: that we ate a little while ago and now I'm getting hungry all over again. Yeah. We had
1: a lot, we had a lot of ramen,
0: but you know what? It's fine because it's a food podcast. So we can just consider it homework. (laughs) Like we're just doing our research beforehand.
1: Yeah. And the funny part is we started recording this podcast late because we were eating.
0: I just need an excuse to eat honestly.
1: Yeah. And now that I think about it, I haven't been to pizza delicious in a long time. And now that food and wine just mentioned them as the best pizza place in Louisiana, I'm going to have to go there and remind myself why they're so damn good. And the garlic knots need to happen. So. And if
0: this is the homework for this week, I will point out that it's <laughs> much more attainable than the homework from episode two, because neither of us flew to Portugal to try their coffee. Yeah. And South, South American, American of us, coffee did not happen. Neither of us. Wait, wait, mm-hmm. South America, mm-hmm. Portugal.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I need a sound effect. Wow. Can I, can I, <laughs> I don't think that belongs there, but it's the best. I want to put I my had. headphones
1: down and walk away right now. This is so fucking embarrassing. I can change the subject. And I say apologize that... to everyone in Portugal, <laughs> Do we have neighboring blood? country, Spain to, to give uh, yeah. reference. So, you know, that I know that I'm an idiot. Uh, I will give I'm a shout so out. I'm so disappointed in myself right now. I we hate myself. We didn't go to Portugal. And we did not go to Portugal. We didn't do
0: the homework of our bacon either. Yes, which is across the
1: Atlantic, not south from where we are. <laughs> God
0: damn it, I hate myself. But somebody else did the bacon for us. Yes. And said that the spiral bacon it is did. killer. Yep. Kanako actually dusted hers with some brown sugar before yes. twisting it up. And yes. it was uh, herself approved. It was kid approved. And I got a little bit upset that I wasn't at her house yeah, so try it. and if you don't know what
1: we're talking about, then you should listen to episode two because we talked about the best way to cook bacon, which we did not try. Fortunately, <laughs> some of our listeners did, and it, it legitimately looked like the best bacon uh-huh. I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And then I just felt lazy. I'm like, I can talk about it on the podcast, but I can't go out there and make it. This looks incredible.
0: But now you're all invited to join us in the homework for episode three, which is go to Pizza Delicious. That's it. Yeah. And it's don't fly, pizza and don't place. fly
1: south looking for Portugal because you won't fucking find it. So don't be an idiot like me.
0: The best pizza place in the state of Louisiana, according to Food and Wine Magazine, <laughs> and also according to us. Yeah. Okay, we can move on. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel awkward anymore.
1: I don't feel awkward. I just feel stupid because it's something that I know. If it was something that I didn't know that I said, then I would just be like, whatever about it. But it's like Chicago, I reference that as a state. And then Portugal, South America, like I'm disappointed in myself.
0: I do host trivia three times a week. <laughs> so I think- That probably helps category is geography. I would have razzed you a little bit. You would have
1: seen me walk out the back of the bar. Mm -hmm. I'd like, even if I know the answer, I'm still somehow going to screw this up. So I will tap out.
0: To be fair. I don't ever shout out a team by name when I say name a state and they say Chicago, like I don't ever call up the team by name over the microphone, but I will say like, I'm sorry to the team who gave me Chicago because that is not one of the 50 States.
1: That's very, that's very smart. And also this is what I get for getting so excited that I was able to guess the number one state and then the pizza place here. And I got so in my head because I'm like a wound up little kid and then I screwed everything up, but it's all right.
0: Another thing of our homework that has nothing to do with geography when we're prepping for the podcast is we watch top chef together. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week I was kind of confused by the two challenges. The quick fire challenge was a dedication to mother's day. So they made them all cook stuff with roses. And I don't know about in your family, but we don't generally celebrate Mother's Day by putting roses in our food.
1: I never heard of that ever. Um, And I get
0: it. Like we're not chefs and I'm not from a chef family, but like, I don't know that that's like an enjoyable eating experience for mom or for the rest of the family. No, I
1: I don't even know if a mom would notice it unless they're very culinary inclined. And even if they did, I feel like moms for the most part,
0: I would like to eat something else yeah.
1: either that or it's like, Hey, you know what I want on mother's day to just have a nice relaxing day with the people that I love. I don't need some crazy dish that you cooked with rose, rose water. water. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of And then what his face came in after the
0: quick fire and he's like, it smells like grandma's purse in here. What have you guys been up to? Yeah, it's like you. Uh,
1: yeah that that whole that whole scenario was was really confusing. I don't know. I, mean, I, I I see what they're trying to do with it, but I just thought it was overkill. But at the end of the day, if it messes up the chefs and they have a hard time using it in their dishes, then whatever.
0: And then the second half of this week's episode, they yeah. uh, did a movie like a drive-in challenge, and they split the players, the contestants, whatever you want to call them, the chefs, chefs, <laughs> <laughs> players, I think like game shows, contestants, I'm sorry.
1: people. You're good.
0: They split them into two teams and made them all cook foods that corresponded to movie genres. So like your chef genre is comedy make some funny food or Which, like,
1: like i kind of understand what they're trying to do but it doesn't make any sense i've never eaten a food and been like oh here comes the scary nachos right i don't understand like there's no food that comes with that the only thing i can like maybe associate it with is like if you're doing a oh you get the romantic sections like chocolate covered make, strawberries make something very sweet right <laughs> that's it everyone's like oh uh one of the chefs was it gabe or gabriel one of the g's he did a his uh, genre was action and he ended up making uh what was it? Cauliflower tater tots. Oh, I hated that. And he was like, Oh yeah, you know, some tater tots action movie. I'm like, who the fuck don't goes know. to what the he movies said, and eats cauliflower?
0: He said, I give you two dipping sauces and that is like an action. And I'm like, that is the dumbest action. Like if I want something that is tot like, and it's action, I want something like hot with a kick. So maybe like some kind of elevated, like jalapeno poppers, like something spicy, something bold. Like that is action to me, not cauliflower tots.
1: No, what did you say about cauliflower that I found was Uh, hilarious? I remember I wanted you to say it.
0: There's a meme that I saw this, like did anybody (laughs) stop to ask cauliflower if it ever wanted to be all of these things? Because I don't believe that cauliflower was ever meant to be pizza, meant to be, quote, tater tots, collie tots, or whatever. No, no. Uh, I will get down with um, the roasted cauliflower. That... Roasted
1: cauliflower is really good. Roasted mm-hmm. cauliflower and hummus from mm-hmm. Saba in New Orleans is one, yes. of best, one of the best dishes they serve there. So I can I can, I can, fuck with some roasted cauliflower.
0: That is one of the times I'll say the cauliflower is my favorite thing on the menu here. What? How do you that feel about- That doesn't happen at many restaurants. I'm not like, oh, I'm really looking yeah. to cauliflower cauliflower as my highlight of the night. How do
1: you feel about cauliflower gnocchi?
0: It's fine. Okay. I'd rather potato gnocchi. Like.
1: Fair. Wait, so you're referencing Trader Joe's?
0: Just in general.
1: Okay. I asked that because Trader Joe's has their frozen cauliflower gnocchi and then they have the potato one too. Both are really, really good. I was surprised by how good the cauliflower gnocchi was.
0: Yeah, but it's still not. Look, no, I know. I ate it one I, time I and it was really, really good. I am like the biggest get. imposter. Of, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Do you think to, cauliflower wants this life? They're trying to take <laughs> cauliflower and make it into everything so that it's healthier. I get it, but like.
1: Ugh. Why Why isn't being healthy enough? Why isn't enough? What? Why isn't it enough? Why isn't it enough? <laughs> Why isn't it enough for call for cauliflower to just be cauliflower? Is is what I'm okay, trying to say? Okay, yes, that's what All I'm right. trying to say. Yes,
0: yes, leave call, leave Brittany alone. That's what I'm saying. Leave <laughs> cauliflower alone. <laughs> Speaking of Brittany, like we're officially in the month of May now. The other uh, yeah. recent meme thing that I really like because everybody wants. To pull up the old in sync, like it's gonna be May, but I really Super like, original. I like that we're pulling Britney Spears now from Oops, I Did It Again. I wish we could play the song because that would I just make too. it so much better. But freaking copyright laws. I feel like she would. actually She says cool it's it. just so typically me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We're changing that to just so typically May. Wait, was yeah. that you that posted that? I I thought I saw that. I might have shared it. I might have sent it to you directly in a text message just to make sure okay. that you saw it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Okay. Fine. Well, you know, what? it's a lot better than the it's gonna be May thing because that's and you know what? It's also better than yeah. the
0: freaking cauliflower tots at the <laughs> challenge. And I'm still bitter about it because he should have lost and not my favorite person on the show.
1: Uh, all right. So you just kind of let into it. Do you want to oh, say, sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're <laughs> totally fine. Do you, do you want to say any parting words for chef Jamie who was eliminated from top chef?
0: <laughs> like, I feel like that's the most appropriate. <laughs> she knows. That's she her. Knows eulo- what I mean.
1: That's her eulogy. And I feel like she would uh, be very appreciative of that.
0: Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> she knows what I mean. If she's ever listening, like, so she's nodding and like a single tear. She got so fucked over. So yeah, because since it was a team effort thing, mm-hmm. other people on her team, yeah, she was making. First of all, almost all of these people made something that I would not want to eat in my car at a drive-in movie. Mm-hmm. Like one dude, he had. Immunity, so I think that's why he did it. Chef Chris, Chris, Chris made ribs. Yeah, he made ribs. I am not gonna eat ribs at a movie. Yeah, no way in hell. In my car or yeah. while watching a movie in my car. Yeah, yeah, um, understandable.
1: And don't, hey, I love ribs, but sure. you won't catch me in a movie theater being like, one "Oh, let me them, get some ribs in the dark." One have
0: them made soup, like yeah. a seafood soup of some kind. And I was like, "Sir, I don't know what you're doing here, or if you've ever been to a movie. It gets dark. Uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> eat that in my car either." <laughs> But there were two of them that made chicken and they ended up going head to head for like the comedy category. That's
1: right. It was the comedy category. And And other people
0: on her team told her like, she said, I always cook it for seven minutes or something like that. And they're like, no, you need to cook it for less. And yeah. then the judges were like, I don't know. It was gummy. It was weird. It like wasn't fully cooked and it wasn't crispy. And I'm like, And she's her looking team. at everybody and mm-hmm. they
1: hung her out to dry. They Nobody said like we over. told
0: her that she should cook it for
1: less time. They completely fucked her over. It was so messed up. And the crazy part is like throughout the whole episode and even the previous episode, I kept saying- that I actually thought chef Jamie was kind of a dark horse because she a little bit goofy but she's so talented and her her dishes were really really well done and i'm watching this competition they basically made her change the way that she cooked her entire dish and in the end she gets
0: eliminated for it and it's so fucked up and mr cauliflower tots gets to stay that's uh, that's it I can't. I can't really. I'm getting upset. I don't even know this person, but I think was she, it
1: was it Gabriel Gabriel? It's one. of It's one of the. It's one of the G's, right? And, I don't remember,
0: but I have a feeling if we say it enough, people are going to write to us and tell us exactly good. what the dude's name. Let, is. let them
1: write to us here
0: at PTE Pod. Yeah,
1: and, and here's my thing though. Like, I think the re- that the reason why that he wasn't eliminated is because, to his credit, in the previous two episodes, his dishes were really, really good. But it's like we're not judging on what you did before; we're judging on what you did now, and. There were eight, there were at least 3 to 4 other chefs that put out complete shit compared to what Jamie put out there. And what she put out there wasn't even that bad. If anything, it was just undercooked a little bit because the other chefs made her do it. Anyways.
0: In Happy Sorry Jamie. I know. Um in Happy Food Entertainment, this show isn't all about food, but it is one fifth about food. I was very excited to see posts that the Fab Five are back in Austin. They are mm-hmm. back on production of season six of Queer Eye. So I look forward to seeing Anthony and the rest of the guys. See, see how I tied it in because Anthony does food on the show. I'm like, you're gonna, I'm have, excited to ed- you're gonna to have to cry educate me. in Texan. You're gonna you're gonna have to educate
1: me because I've never I've never watched. I've heard incredible things about it. All I, all I have heard from anybody that watches is they're obsessed with the show and it always makes them cry. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was one time where I think I caught 10 minutes of a clip and whatever was happening was so sweet that I was like, oh my God, is this real? Do they really just change these people's lives? And everyone was like hugging and crying. And I'm just like, this is the best feel good show I've ever seen. Why am I not watching this? So I'm, I'm, I'm slacking here.
0: Yes. So in each season, they're based in a different city, uh-huh. and people nominate individuals that could benefit from having their lives changed for whatever reason. Okay. It's different from everyone. They've done Atlanta. They've been in Kansas City. They've been in Philadelphia. They're doing Austin this season. Okay. And I guess production, like in all kind of other TV shows, got halted and messed up because of- Pandemic rules COVID and all this shit, stuff. Whatever. So they posted that they're back in Austin using the popular Texas taco place, El Arroyo, like the sign that you see all over mm-hmm. social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're back on it. So there's, okay. there's five guys on the main cast. They call them the Fab Five. Okay. And each one of them has kind of like an area of expertise that they will help the focus person of each episode to improve their life in the area of this, 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 or this.
1: Okay, interesting. So it's not just one thing. They're like, we're going to completely overhaul your life mm-hmm. in every aspect.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Like your home, uh, things about food, mm-hmm. things about uh, your wardrobe, um, how you take care of yourself, like your image, your hair, your all this stuff. Yeah, like how to groom yourself. You're a grown yeah. ass man. Yeah. Stop going to it's fucking It's not always cuts. men though. It's not always men. Okay. And then there's this other guy who mostly just makes people cry and have some kind of like emotional. Is that do
1: with the long hair?
0: No, that's the guy who does the hair. Oh, okay. That's Jonathan Van Ness. We Be- love him. He has beautiful hair. We love him.
1: All I know that the clip that I saw one day, uh, like the 10 minutes or whatever, he was like, I forget what it was, but he was talking to a, a man in his home. And apparently they had like, he, the man came out and he was like in a full on suit. And I didn't know any, anything beforehand, but apparently he had like never worn a suit in his life or gotten like a decent haircut, and his family just the side of him was just crying. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. is happening? And then, like, they were all in a big group hug, and everybody was feeling good.
0: So You're right. Like, I will tell you the two yeah. things that you said you know about this show uh, are completely accurate. Number okay. one, to watch it is to be obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Number two, you will cry. Okay, that's fair. So, that's since fair. you've never watched it before, maybe you should start by like watching it alone because you might be surprised at how much emotion comes out of you. Is it with on this Netflix? Show. Where can I find yeah, this? Yeah, it's only on Netflix. Okay.
1: Well, that's easy. And you you have
0: several seasons to catch up on. Oh God.
1: (laughs) Wait, so tell me then, uh, bringing it back then, the guy that specializes in food, does he just help you eat better? What is his whole role? he teaches
0: you how to like cook something. Yeah.
1: Oh. And also, hey. I could use that.
0: He also has great taste in music, just judging by his t-shirts. He has a lot of like the National and like Strokes t-shirts and stuff. So I feel like-
1: Oh, so he's a vintage t-shirt guy. He's like, I'm going to throw on a vintage tee, but you're going to know exactly where I'm coming from.
0: Like, I'd also be happy to hang out with Anthony and listen to his podcast and, you know, his playlists and go to a concert with him where he like- prepared the snacks that we're going to sneak in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause it sounds like the easiest night of all time. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I can't wait to go to this awesome concert with you. And then eat some <laughs> snacks that you prepared, which are also incredible. And then hang out with the rest of the fab five and, and then cry and laugh and hug. He's
0: definitely not going to be the dude who makes ribs and say like, sure, these will be easy to eat in a public place. Yeah.
1: Or, you know, make some fucking cauliflower we'll tater, tater, tater tots tater. to watch with your John Van whatever movie I can. not I'm getting so upset now. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, movie, then not going to oh, eliminate it.
0: Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I thought you were going back to <sighs> the guy with the long hair on no, Queer Eye is Jonathan Van Ness. No, I don't
1: even know his name. But what I was doing was, <laughs> um, Jonathan Van again, Ness movie. to me getting uh, excited earlier and uh, thinking that Portugal was in South America, I was got ahead of myself because I got upset that Chef Jim was eliminated
0: yeah, for anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. else. Anyways. Anyway, I am looking forward to Queer Eye this season going to be in Austin, Texas. I'll have
1: to check it out. I'm very excited.
0: Did you catch the other um, food television star news about our friend, the DDD no, man? No, you Guy Fieri. You text or I'm me. I'm sorry. Are we gonna say Fieri or Fieri? What are we? What are we doing? Is right? this
1: like the croissant thing that people gave me so much shit about because I'm not <laughs> oh, French? Okay, no one says croissant. Well, when you're from Washington State, and you were told croissant as a kid, you don't. You don't. See, most Americans as a French. Most Americans. Most Americans, I would hardly say, disagree. Uh-uh. I would hard disagree. Most
0: Americans will say croissant.
1: Yeah, I say croissant. And I grew up saying it a certain way. I'm also not French. If I went, like, do I know how it's enunciated correctly? Yes.
0: No, but the French but would say croissant.
1: Yes, exactly. But an American that's say the, croissant. The proper, but that's the proper way to and enunciate it.
0: You say croissant.
1: Yeah, you know like, like croutons on a salad. Yeah, but you the way that the French enunciate it is the right way to do it. That's what people were getting on my case for was not enunciating it like that. But it's like, Hey, like if, like, I don't want to get a random DM from somebody living in Wisconsin telling me that I'm pronouncing croissant the wrong way. Like, I'm sorry. Like unless you're living in like the Burgundy region, I don't want to fucking hear from you. Like I just don't. So we're all just fucked up.
0: We're just offering people, uh, topics for commentary. Go ahead. Go off. I've already DMs. gotten enough shit for it. I'm Whatever. Just, Anyways, I'm now, just now going to take a note it. that we don't do any more stories about croissants or, or croissants. croissants. <laughs> and we'll go back to this story that I wanted to talk about. With
1: I, I can't wait. I'm going to order one at a bakery and I'm going to order it with a fucking megaphone.
0: <laughs> Mr. DDD himself. If we're still talking about food, uh, television entertainment, um, is apparently beefing with Jeff Bezos. Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, however we're saying it, has started some ish with Jeff Bezos because Guy Fieri did a bunch over the past, what is it, like year or so uh, to help the struggling restaurant industry. Okay. And he's going after Jeff Bezos because he's like, yo, you have like oodles of money. I don't know the actual dollar amount. Billions
1: and billions and billions of dollars. Sure.
0: Sure. He has like all the money in the world. And yeah. he's like, yo, bro, are you going to do anything to help? Guy Fieri has raised $25 million for the restaurant industry, and it seems like Jeff Bezos has maybe zero unless, zero. unless there's like secret charity that we don't know about, which, sure, I'll give you credit for that if you're the kind of person who does lots of philanthropic work and doesn't need to brag about it or tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like there isn't anything happening.
1: So I I actually read an article on this really quick and I Fietti we I, just, I, I call him is that Guy. the decision we're making? I like call him Guy Fietti. Um, what what I appreciate about what he said, so he actually talked to his business manager and he asked his business manager um, to give him the names and email addresses of X amount of you know um, CEOs within the United States, blah blah blah. And then what he did was he. He took his time to write personal emails to these CEOs asking if they would like to be a part of this you know kind of band together and help prop up the uh, the hospitality industry, which I thought was great. He even said that he is not the type of person to like give someone shit for not donating, basically saying what do you, whatever you do with your money is up to you, and I do respect that. like I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh." Uh, You know, you have X amount of dollars in the bank. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I think you should do X, Y, and Z with that. At the same time, it's really hard because you have you have an industry that is suffocating. You have people losing their livelihoods. You have millions of people that are out of work. You have restaurants and bars um, and these businesses that are. Um, being shut down forever and people are becoming homeless because of it. And it's just this horrible, horrible thing that is happening to millions of people. Meanwhile, in early 2020, Jeff Bezos is the same guy that was shopping, right? So he's shopping for homes.
0: Okay. And he
1: couldn't decide between a $90 million home and another one that was worth 165 million. So he, so he bought them both.
0: Same, you know, like
1: rough life, bro. But what a, what
0: a complete. But even
1: then, I, I can't even knock him for that because, like, you know what? You have the money for it. Like, if if you have the money for it and you want to do that, by all means, do whatever the fuck you want. But it's really hard to
0: to see how much richer have, he became yes, over the year in you, which so many people yes, lost like, their livelihood. And
1: also, yeah, and you know what? And to your point, as a result of COVID-19, he became fucking richer while there are people that are struggling. And honestly, with Amazon paying, you know, zero or next to zero in taxes for bullshit fucking reasons, the least that they can do is, you know, throw out some dollars to some nonprofits, um, you know, in, in support of a cause that are going to help Um, you know, people retain their, retain their employment, by the way, the same people that are probably relying on your company and putting money in your pocket. And that's where it comes back around because these are the same individuals that are utilizing his services and making him richer. But meanwhile, he gets nothing back in return. Like, can we just get a little bit of a, of a cyclical thing going on here? Like a mutually beneficial relationship? Like we scratch your back because we're on Amazon 24 fucking seven because we haven't left the house for a year. Right. And how about you, you know, donate some money to help the community keep alive. And and by the way, while you're doing that and you help these businesses keep operating and these people retain their jobs and put money in their pocket, you know what they're going to do? They're going to go online and they're going to buy more shit. and They're going to put more money in your pocket and it all comes
0: back around. So I don't I know. I will give I, props to Guy Fieri because yeah. even though- Sorry for the rant, but God. You know, I feel like everything I hear about him, I'm like- good dude. Questionable fashion choices, but questionable, really solid. dude. It's
1: like wait, Tommy Bahama meets bowling league.
0: Team. Wait, my favorite. <laughs> Come on. I feel like I've referred to memes a lot in this episode, That's but fine. one of my favorite things that I've seen over the past week points yeah. out that if you combine every member of the band smash mouth together, mm-hmm. it is Guy Fieri. Yeah. Just imagine God. it for a second.
1: Yep. I can picture him at like a desk in his house, riding all star and being like, I got a hit. <laughs> And then the all it is are my all-star. He's like, I'm going to sell this to Shrek.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> this will be, be the song.
0: <laughs> I feel kind of bad because I really just wanted to be positive to Guy Fieri. And then I had no, to dish a little we bit are, of like we are at it. We are pro
1: Guy Fieri on the podcast. We're even enunciating his last name in a way that should hopefully not result in any blowback.
0: But we are no strangers to the pro and con situation. And we do that every single week mm-hmm. with our food moments. Food, yeah. when food fails.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, our our high and low moments of what we've eaten.
1: I had a pretty uneventful food week, so I, I, I can go first if you want, but I insist that you. I
0: feel like mine was just as uneventful. Like my <laughs> highlight was literally tonight, yeah. immediately before the podcast, eating some delicious ramen and spring rolls. And that yeah. was maybe the best meal I have had this week. Certainly the best meal that I've eaten that didn't come out of my own kitchen.
1: Yeah. Bachi no.
0: canteen, Shout out. Yes. Amazing.
1: Incredible. Uptown New Orleans. Canteen um, always delivers. Okay. Mine. um, Oh, wait,
0: wait, wait. But I have to do my fail. Oh, shit. That was my highlight. Yeah. God. No, my fail was that I keep trying this. uh, I'm just going to call it. Fast meals for busy people. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of those like pre made meal services that you order, you pick your meals, and they deliver to a big box. Comes to your door, pre packaged, ready to roll. And these, it's not the kind that you cook it at home. You just literally pop it in the microwave. Okay. And I need like a a New Orleans version of this because I still need fast meals for busy people because I am, and I don't have a lot of time to cook often. Uh, But these, I was just so disappointed every time because I'd microwave them and then I dig in and it was just like, meh, tastes like nothing. Like maybe there's somewhere in the United States that people will eat this and be like, man, this is delicious. (laughs) But to me, like there's no flavor except in the one time I was like, cool, I'm going to doctor this up. And I just like doused it with Sriracha. That was the only one that's good. And I'm not going to say the name of it because you're a
1: better person than I am. I would have called them out.
0: Yeah. I would still like for an opportunity for our podcast to one day get sponsors. Yeah. By a company that has flavor. Yeah. Maybe I just ordered the wrong ones (laughs) or maybe there's someone in new Orleans that is doing a local, flavorful, delicious concept of this. Okay. That's my fail.
1: All right, fair. Um, We are spoiled with flavor. Um, So again, I had a very uneventful food week. I really only had one instance where I- Or I guess it was kind of a good and a bad. So the NFL draft is such a massive, massive day for eating. Okay. Severely underrated. So if you live in the United States or you're just a fan of the NFL in general, I treat it like I am watching an NFL playoff game at home. So
0: Ultimate Dude Food?
1: Ultimate Dude Food. Okay. Um solo dude eating adventure. It got it got a little weird. So um, I have mentioned before that I am in fact lactose intolerant. It, it is, has
0: come up it every episode up. so far.
1: Well, here's the thing. The reason why it does, is because it's, it's something that I do deal with every day, but it's also something that is a recent development in my life. It was, if it, if I was born, you know, being lactose intolerant, then it wouldn't even be a thing, you know, 36 years later. Anyways, um, I only, I only did it for one night. So Thursday night for round one. So I went large pizza. Mm hmm. Uh, an order of wings, mm-hmm. extra blue cheese. So Our, two course. things of blue cheese. And then I did the cheesy bread with, uh-huh. with two things of extra marinara. Good. Yeah, and I also had a couple of couple of six packs at the house and had some adult beverages and had a great fucking time by myself, eating everything that would eventually ruin me the next day.
0: So the win immediately turned into the fail within yeah, 24 hours. Yeah, the win hours. was
1: I watched the draft by myself and I ate all the bad slash good food and it was amazing. And the next day I was destroyed. So worth it.
0: That's the kind of stuff that we do here on the (laughs) Past the Everything podcast. We never claim to be fancier or more of an expert than we are. This is our honest-to-God food experiences. And we hope that you've found something that you enjoyed here. Maybe learn a lesson from us. I I don't really know that we're setting any kind of good examples
1: food enthusiasts definitely not um, professionals over here definitely not professionals <laughs> definitely not
0: experts but that is going to be our wrap for episode number three of mm-hmm. past the everything in the meantime until our next episode i hope that we can ask you to like and review and rate and share all those things with our episodes you can find us on social media at pte pod
1: and come back next week for seconds